It's Mo. What up? What up? What it do and what's good, people? Let's talk for a second. Let's talk about some things that I think are important. The brand, school spirit, academics, the culture, and branding. Now, is one more important than the other? Well, I guess that depends on who you ask. My take on it is that You have to look at it like a recipe for a masterpiece that you're about to create. All the ingredients are equally important. Now it's about how much you have to add to get the perfect flavor. For these answers, I have gone inside schools all over the nation to get a take of leaders and decision makers and talk about these topics and the ingredients they use. Before we get to our guests, this should This show is brought to you by The Jerky Zone. When you're looking for that high-protein-packed snack to get you back on track, the next stop is The Jerky Zone. They also have some great fundraising opportunities to get 50% back to your school and program. And Intro Wheels, where custom rims make your classic cars come to life. And lastly, Avanit Capital Management where the plus in the logo signifies above and beyond commitment to adding value to investments by providing A-plus impact to the world we touch. We have a great show lined up for you today and some awesome guests waiting in the wings, waiting to be heard. All righty, look, today's guest come from, comes from the city of Huntington Beach, Fountain Valley, all those places around there in Southern, Southern California. Look, I have the cast and the uh, the leadership of Edison High School. Hey, uh, Rich, I got a question for you. So just talking about the school um, and Edison, uh, can you give me a, about a time frame? When did the school open, actually? Uh, the school opened in 1969. Um, it was uh, you know, obviously we're named after the Edison Power Plant. Um, when we first opened, uh, we were going to be um, black and, and red. That never happened because the head, the first head coach here was Bill Vail, first football head coach, and he was a huge Green Bay Packer fan. So he decided, nope, we're going to be green and gold. Uh, the Chargers obviously came from, you know, electricity and everything, but that's how we became Edison Chargers, and that's why we're the green and gold instead of black and red. Hey, man, it's so crazy because I never knew that and I never put two and two together. That is so ironic. I thought there was so much more that went into picking school colors. And I'm (laughs) glad to know that he chose those colors because he's a Green Bay Packers fan. That is crazy to me. And then also the Charger aspect of it was, so is that Southern California Edison? Is that where it came from? Southern California Edison, the, the Chargers. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's been, it's well known now that uh, the charges are well known around the county uh, and around the state, but that's how we got our, our start. And like I said, that the color thing throws people off because, uh, the, the theater school w- was a black and red school and they really wanted black and red, but Bill Vail said, Nope, that's not going to happen. I'm green Bay. It's green and gold. And it's worked out pretty good so far. That's awesome. Well, I'm thank tell tell Bill to you say thank you here at the high school narrative because if you notice the colors of uh, our color scheme is, is black and red. So um, I tried to go with with silver and black, and he just wouldn't let me do it. Tony and Mary wouldn't let me do it because I'm a huge uh, Raiders fan, probably the uh, the biggest Raider fan out there right now. Okay, probably not the biggest, but pretty pretty close. Um, so I see your team on the screen, and I kind of want to want to bring everybody in. Terry Lynn, how are you today? Take yourself off mute for me if you like. Doing good, hanging in there. Uh, Terry Lynn, we were talking before the show the show started, and you told me that you were uh, the you're in charge of the yearbook. Correct. Yep. Cool. Yep. So, kind of tell us what you do for the yearbook. This is my second year. 
on yearbook and I work with a group of students. This year we have a small group, but I basically keep the kids on track. They produce this yearbook. It, uh, it all stems for their ideas and how they want to uh, show the school year. And I just, I'm there to help motivate them and keep them on track and make sure they're meeting deadlines and getting getting things done. That's awesome. So all the ideas typically come from the students. Or do they do they poll other students? Um, what is the theme a lot of times? How does how does that work? Yeah, they um, they definitely uh, they come up with their theme. Um, this year, I'm helping a lot with ideas on how we can fill pages, different things we can do. Um, but yeah, they they look through a lot of old yearbooks to see what's been done before and you know build off of uh those ideas um but yeah they they do a really good job of coming up with things that they think you know the student body will find interesting so i, I will say that it must be very trying to try and do a, a yearbook in moments like this because normally throughout the course of the school year the, the photographers out there taking pictures of this and this and this and this yeah. and yeah usually usually we're just recording you know what happens as it happens you know and then documenting it so that at the end of the year it's all in a nice book for all the students to look back on um this year because nothing has really happened yet um they're trying to come up with you know different ways to showcase the students, you know, who walk these halls and who, yeah. who, you know, live in our community and what they do. So they're they're definitely, you know, outside their comfort zone, but they have a great opportunity to make this book something really unique from all the other ones in the past. I'm glad you said that. Most people that are sitting back waiting for the pandemic to end are behind <laughs> already, right? If you, you have to innovate and continue to innovate to right. uh, be a forward thinker and you'll get some great uh, end products. Uh, do you have a, do, can we have a glance of this year's theme or is that on lock and key under riches? Yeah, no, they, we, we do, they just finished their uh, cover design. Um, our theme this year is a world of difference. Um, and That's so, fitting. There yeah, is. so there they're going to be able to probably capture a lot within that theme inside the book. <laughs> awesome. Well, well, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, Liam, I'm going to get to you last because I love talking to students, just so you know. Um, Lauren, and that's uh, Lauren Spiegel, if I said that name correctly. Yes. Awesome. Um, so, Lauren, we also talked, and uh, I think that you are in a very unique situation. Um, so I'll say uh, your athletic director, who is also the men's head basketball coach during the season, sometimes may allow cheerleaders to be a, on the baseline, right, of, of the game. So if there are no fans, like, how does that really affect everything that you're, you're doing? Because I'm assuming you guys had cheer tryouts already, right? And that was done virtually? Um, yeah, yeah, we had tryouts. We resumed practice in August, so we are practicing three days a week, and it does look a lot different than the past. There's no stunting, there's no contact, but they still, we're still a cheer family. They still have each other. Uh, they're happy to be back on campus with us and each other, and so even though we're not working on all of the same technical cheer skills, a lot of the other stuff is still there where we're getting to know each other and getting to, you know, be there for each other and form friendships and relationships. Sina, how are you? I'm amazing today. Today's Sina. been a great day on campus. On campus. Today is a great day on campus. I see you wear many hats because uh, when, when I asked for your title, I think I probably got assistant principal, ASB advisor, um, and educator. Okay, I, you probably didn't say that, but I, I went along and said that. So talk about what, what, do, you, what do you do over at Edison? What are, what are some of your main uh, duties? Uh, okay, so, well, today one of my main duties was invading the PE class and playing some basketball with the kids. We did a rapid fire. Um, 
So yeah, I wear many hats. Uh, today I was out and about, I saw all kinds of cool things happening in classrooms, um, you know, teachers making the magic happen, teaching their students. Um, PE was so fun. They were playing basketball, just some, you know, shooting hoops, not sharing the ball or anything. But um, I got in there and played with the freshmen. And then, um, you know, I also this morning we had our ASB meeting and Liam is the president of that. So I just watched Liam run the show. He's in charge of the meeting and getting the other students kind of organized and like Terry Lynn with yearbook, I'm overseeing and making sure everything stays uh, legal. And uh, and coming into this school during COVID, I do have to say that, um, you know, one of the other hats that I've had to wear is kind of, you know, remaining humble about my previous beliefs um, as to what I thought Edison was all about. I live in the community. I live about a mile from the school. Um, I have a child on campus here and I know a lot of people here already. So, you know, one thing that I didn't know was how um, Edison is really, really, uh, really a family school. There's generations of uh, students here. There's um, parents that are teaching and then their children that are teaching. There's married couples here that are both teaching or coaching. Uh, there's so much family. Uh, you know, I think we have our supervision secretary. She's worked here for 40 years. She's 80 one years old. So there's some longevity that comes with here. So just kind of sitting back and talking to everyone and being really curious about what makes the school uh, function. And I would say really uh, a family kind of, we can do it attitude is definitely apparent on this campus. So that's been really interesting. And then also just working as an administrator and helping families um, solve all the problems that families have especially during covid there's lots of extra worries and phone calls from parents and helping students that might be struggling academically we have a lot of uh you know gaps to fill with covid and the way that school is right now so for you because i think you said you've been there about a year now no i've i started in august so I came literally, uh, I left teaching in uh, June and then started here, I think August 5th. So I, when I came here, there were no students because um, it was summer. And um, so I'm, I'm really brand new to this school site. That's awesome. What are, you, what, are you, what are you looking forward to the most when it comes to school spirit and, and learning the culture? Um, for you, you might have the same question. Who do you learn that culture from, right? Well, you know, it, that's a really interesting question because uh, my go-to as an educator is always talk to the students first. Um, I really enjoy talking to the students and hearing about their problems and their hopes and their dreams for the school and really what they've been through. So like someone, um, like Liam, he is a senior. So he has a lot of experience. He knows more about the school than I do at this point. So I need to use someone like Liam as you know a way that I can learn about the school. But then it's really interesting when you talk to teachers because their perspective is a little bit different than students. Of course. And, and other administrators. Um, and then also just out in community, like my neighbor has a child here. So I talk to her in friendly neighborhood conversation. You know, there's pros and cons to living in the community. Um, the pro is you, you get all the inside information. The con is you get all the inside complaints. <laughs> <laughs> However, I, every day I go home to my husband and I'm like, I don't know what is going on, but I'm learning so much because of COVID, right? Like everything on a campus is different. Everything yeah. is brand new. We have to adapt in a moment's notice, like literally in a moment's notice. Yeah. So you, you can't really be tethered to anything too tightly. 
um, and you have to be willing to change. And that's really something that's pushing our students now more than ever, as well as our teachers and coaches and everyone involved on campus. So just really coming with an open mind every single day and talking to different people from each department. Even our, uh, we have a really cool uh, SAC, uh, Special Abilities Cluster Program here. Uh, there's about 300 kids and talking to the teachers over there and the administrator over there and just seeing how we can get it all connected. There's so much to learn every single day. That's awesome. That's awesome. And since I have somebody on the call that can help teach you and you learn some stuff for us, some stuff from, um, I'm actually going to talk to Liam right now. Um, Liam, how are you, man? What's going on? I'm good. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm great. Liam, man, school is very different for you. I heard that you're a senior. Um, have you been at uh, Edison for the past three years um, prior to your senior year? Yeah, so I've actually been on ASB for three years as different roles. But yeah, I've been um, at Edison for my fourth year. Man, I love to hear uh, the student's perspective because it is very, very different than, you know, faculty and administrators. Um, for you and as the ASB president, um, how much influence do you have on um, school spirit, um, things that's going on, yearbook? Um, how much influence do you have with all that? Um, I'd say that I have a pretty, pretty big influence, um, especially school spirit wise, just because I'm kind of the leader of the ASB group and um, I kind of set the tone. So, um, Usually, like, uh, that's pretty much it, though, school spirit. I don't have that big of a say in yearbook, but, um, yeah. Well, Terry Lynn seems to feel that you have a lot more uh, influence than you might think, than you I could imagine. You could have some influence. I'm <laughs> <for it. laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, Liam, so what is, what is you guys' mascot? Like, is it... Cause how do you represent a charger? Like, is it a, a, a big mascot, head? Um, we actually got a mascot suit last year. It's kind of this like Trojan war looking guy in Edison gear and he's got a bolt. Yeah. <laughs> a bolt, so yeah. So do you like the way it represents the student body or what? Yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, I do. Do you, do you feel like you are, uh, did you play any sports at, at Edison over the last three or four years? Yeah. So um, I'm actually on the basketball team. Uh, yeah. What number do you wear there, uh, Liam? Uh, I wore 15 <laughs> last year. <laughs> so a lot of schools that we've talked to and spoken with, and anybody, anytime that we had students on, they talk about football and basketball and, you know, those type of sports and the atmosphere. During the basketball season, football players are, you know the football players are in the stands, right? And yeah. probably the same during football season for those football players. How do you, as a, a football, a basketball player, going to a football game, what is your main focus to keep that, that uh, student section energized? Well, my main focus, I don't really go into the game watching it from a basketball player. I like to go in thinking that I'm the ASB president and people are going to feed off my energy. Um, so uh, what I do, I'm pretty pretty outgoing and spirited, but um, there, are way, there are kids that are way more spirited than me. So um, this year I did a pretty good job of picking like probably four kids. There's a dedicated pep and spirit position on ASB. So what I did was um, I chose four kids who I think could run the student section, do it really well. Um, and I just kind of feed off their energy and um, yeah. So Liam, what do you do for, um, so incoming freshmen, you know, yeah. you know, they, they come in and they're a little shy, right? Because they don't understand what the school spirit is really about. Um, because a lot of times junior high schools don't have that or middle schools. And now they come in and it's a Friday night um, basketball game or a Friday night football game. And they don't know how to get involved. What are some of the things that you guys try and do to, to encompass each individual? Um, 
basically what we try to do is when, well, when, whenever I see a freshman on campus, um, I go out of my way and just remind them that there's a school event going on and that they should attend. Um, just because, well, as a freshman, if an upperclassman did that to me, um, it would make me really want to go and get involved. And then um, once, like, if they decide to go, um, I don't know, you don't really treat them as an underclassman or a freshman. You just treat them like, you know, a student in the student section wanting to have fun. Um, so, you know, you just try to get them involved as much as anyone else. Um, hey, thank you for being on the show, man. I really appreciate it. I'm going to come back to you and ask some, uh, some questions as, uh, as we continue to move forward. But I really want to talk to Rich. Rich, thank you for sitting back and, and being patient as we talked about some things. But now I kind of want to ask you and talk to you about um, the school, the culture, and, and what you're trying to breed within um, your athletic program or things that you see going on throughout the school. Um, what makes your culture different and unique? Well, you know, it, it, Edison's real uh, different because it's, it's, a, it's a really community school. Um, people grew up around here and really, and even we have kids of kids who've been here before, they just want to fit this place. It's, uh, it's special. And it's, to be honest, what it, it, it is mostly is the people here. Uh, we have teachers who've been here for 20, 30 years who've just been fantastic. Um, you know, my son went here and, and he had opportunities to go somewhere else. He actually talked about going somewhere else, but I said, no, you're coming here. And it's just the people here. Everybody is so accepting of everybody. You know, being the basketball coach, once in a while we get a transfer here. And I will tell you, every single kid on every single sport that transfer in the first day here, by the end of the day, it's like here forever. People are so accepting. They're so nice about this school. Uh, like Cena talked about, we have a special abilities group of about 300 kids. They're woven into the, the fabric of the school. Um, it really is a, a great place. And, and you know, I, I know we're known a lot for athletics and I, I get that part. Um, but if I had, you know, when I parents call me and they say, Hey, you know, we're thinking of transferring from this sport, it's always, okay, that's fine. But you know, why should I come there? I'd say the sports are great, but the academics are outstanding and that there's so many things to do here. So many clubs. I always tell them if, if your kid can't find something to do here to, to be involved in that, they're not really trying really hard. Cause like, you know, Liam does a great job and all the ASB kids does a great job of pushing kids into other ideas and everybody feels accepted here so there's just so many things to do so many dances obviously not COVID, not during these COVID times but for the most part there is just so much going on so much for kids and the administration goes out of their way to make sure everybody feels included and you know I, I see so many of my basketball kids or football kids you know walk past a kid who's by himself and they'll go talk to him and say how you doing is there anything we can do for you it's it really is a great place to be. It's 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 almost like a college feel, except for the fact you seem to know everybody here. So I would say if you ask anything about the culture here, uh, it's because of the people. That's why. I think that's so important. Uh, so important, and and I think culture actually go hand in hand with the people. And you know, I, I love some of the things that you and Cena had spoken about um, when it comes to. Um, generational right for a school to be to be there since the 1960s you're going to get some generational kids you know that's how you know you're getting older when you start to see somebody that you went to school with and you're like whose son are you or whose daughter are you oh my goodness i'm, I'm getting a little bit older i think that makes a whole a world win the difference um you guys also spoke about the um sac program kind of talk to me about that a little more in depth of um, what what the goal is um, for those students with the SAC program. Okay, well, I can talk from the athletic aspect. That's perfect. Uh, so Cena can talk about the, the general population, but our, our, our special abilities kids are a great feature for these kids, uh, for the gen ed kids. So they get to understand that, you know, life is always easy for everybody. And have so many of our kids and athletes volunteered to help our special abilities kids most of our sporting programs engage with these kids and have these kids um, on the sideline helping out uh, some kind of special day for them 
So the SAC program is well ingrained in our school and, and you know, we're actually pretty famous for it and we've won awards for it. But for me, it's just watching the relationship between the gen ed kids and the special abilities kids that it really tells you so much about our kids here, whether it's the, the gen ed or the special abilities kids. Yeah, we have a SAC special needs cheer team and our general ed cheerleaders work with them every Friday at practice and they come to games with us, they go to competitions with us and we perform. And even during COVID time, we still had weekly practice with them on Fridays with our SAC students and over Zoom and we taught them the Edison cheers and it was really fun. And we did theme dress out like wear your favorite shirt day or everyone's gonna wear pink one day. And they really look forward to it. And when they're on campus, when they see, when our general ed girls see our SAC pepsters, they get so excited and they keep in contact with them even after they go on and graduate. So it's really, it's really nice. And I know like Rich said, a lot of our sports are involved. There's a SAC track meet once a year and the general ed students sign up to be coaches or soccer, SAC soccer, um, all the different sports get involved. So it's really great. That's awesome. That says a, that says a lot about your culture. When you talk about the difference in, in culture from school to school um, to be able to focus on that because that seems like it's embedded into your school's um, culture across athletics, across cheer, and I'm sure in the in the academic um, realm that it brings a lot of um, support um, for those those uh, kids and they feel uh, included. You know, because I talk a lot about diversity and inclusion, and and you know, um, I've been waiting for her to get here, and I'm glad she's finally here. Hi, uh, Jennifer. How are you today? Hi, sorry about being late. I apologize. I'm doing good. I'm glad I'm here. You're, you're, listen, I, I was going to tell you that you're never late. You're always on time. Whenever you yeah, show right. time for you to be here, so it's, yeah. it's oh, we're going to have to send it. We're going to have to send it to the principal, Mo. We're going to have to send late. it to the principal. <laughs> All right. It's going to have to send it to the principal. Look, I'm glad that she showed up right now. Right before we get started with Jennifer, we're going to take a really, really quick break. We're here with the Edison Chargers. Look, number one, ASB. We got cheer. We got the uh, the athletic director. We got the yearbook. We got the principal. They all come to give you information about what's going on at Edison. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I got some news today from the radio man. He spoke the word somber and as softly as he can the world stood still And the sky opened up I made my way to fill up my coffee cup Then it occurred to me as the daylight sky shone blue Today's the day that Johnny met June He waited a while, he knew that he would He was gonna hang around here for as long as he could The days went by, and hours idle past He was never sure just how long he would last But there's not much love in a lonely room Today's the day that Johnny met June Good summer. You too. Thanks. Hey, you must be bored. <laughs> no way. <laughs> this is the guy that I was running to the library. Oh. Yeah. Guilty. So you like to write on desks? Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs>
you you guys still here? Look at that. I didn't think that you were going to come back. But listen, when I'm feeding you, yes, Thanksgiving is right down the street. And I'm feeding you. I'm going to keep on giving you meal after meal after meal after meal. And guess what? We're still here with the Edison Chargers. This is their entire, I'm going to say this is the entire leadership team, right? And you're looking at Liam and go, he got a baby face, but he's a leader. He's the ASB president. So we're excited to have him. Um, thank you guys for coming back for this second segment. Um, Jennifer, I would love to, to start with you um, during this segment. We were talking about a lot of things going on as far as the culture and the spirit of the school. And since you're now on the call, I'm going to ask you about your school's mission and, and your vision statement of uh, what you try to instill in, in your administrators um, so that it carries down to uh, the students. I think the biggest thing, and if anybody knows me, um, activities um, are probably at the heart of everything that I believe in. I believe if kids get connected they to someone or something on a campus, they're going to find success. And so the importance of having our athletics and our activities with Liam and, and Sina and our pining performing arts, you know, is, is so important. And one of our biggest themes here is get connected. And you'll hear that over and over and over again, whether it be a club, whether it be one of our uh, academic programs, MUN, Cybax, our ACE, our sustainability program. It doesn't matter what it is. I just want students to know when they come here, it, you know, for some it's their first home, but I want it to at least be their second home where they feel safe, they feel welcome and they feel secure. And I think it goes to the heart of everything we do. So if you ask me what my vision is, number one is that I want people to feel connected in our school. That's awesome. So, you, and, and I've heard everybody talk about the academic side of it. And, uh, you know, for, especially during this time where we have uh, COVID and, and things are a little bit different, a little bit more difficult. You know, I like to talk to uh, a lot of our educators and our leaders within the school system about social and emotional um, learning programs. Um, have you seen that it is a lot more important right now during this time where it comes to us talking about mental health and, you know, the, the depression and anxiety that kids are having, um, needing that emotional connection. Do you have any social or emotional learning programs uh, at Edison that you guys count on for things like that? You know, we do. And I think this has got to be the hardest thing for all of us to deal with this year. I have to say this, I've been in education for 26 years and I have never experienced anything like this. Um, not having that connection, not having the students be able to put on pep assemblies, not having students be able to have lunchtime activities or break activities, be able to have dances, be able to go to football games or basketball games or soccer games or to band field shows. Um, it really affects all of us, not just the students, um, but what we are seeing with, you know, all of this is you get, you're getting, com they're getting comfortable, um, whether it's good or bad about being at home and, and not getting out and being a part of something. And even though we're open back up and we're on a hybrid model, I still think it's, it's, it's that, that difficulty is still trying to find a connection is, Still difficult. We do have a lot of uh, SEL programs here. Actually, we're create, we started a program just just today uh, called Surviving High School um, because we have so many of our freshmen. And usually, going into your freshman year, that summer you got some sport you're starting with or band, getting prepared for the the beginning of the year. And all of our kids never had the opportunity, all these incoming freshmen never had the opportunity to step foot on this campus until two weeks ago. And that is not normal. By this time, you know, we are finishing up the football, what we call the spirit season, which is, you know, just with homecoming and our, and our rival bell week and, and all of the exciting things that happen in the fall that these students never had a got a chance to be a part of. So not only are they still trying to understand what it's like to be in high school, coming from middle school, but learning how to do that distance learning wise, learning how to not knowing all the students, not knowing the culture of the school, because you're till you're on a campus and get to know the teachers and get to know the staff members, it's very difficult. And so we are definitely seeing that that's something that we really have to focus on is find a way to get these kids um, 
acclimated. Um, I think it's a little easier for the juniors and seniors, but I also think it's extremely tough for our senior class. You know, last year we had a lot of people say, oh, I feel so bad for the seniors. They didn't get graduation or they didn't get their prom. This senior class, Liam's senior class, they're not getting anything. And so they haven't even been able to have an opportunity to put on a pep assembly, to right. get kids riled up, to get them spirited, to build that, that community, because we haven't even had that opportunity. So um, I really, my heart goes out to these seniors because they're losing out on their, their most special year, which is their senior year. And then in addition to that, our freshmen of just making that transition is also extremely difficult. Well, I, I could see how tough that would be, especially, and you're, you're so correct when you talked about, um, last year, everybody talked about the seniors. I had a senior myself uh, graduating from um, high school and going through the virtual parts of that and not being able to, you know, get their deserved farewell, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's now, cause you know, we, we didn't think that we would still be here, right? And now for Liam, you know, going through this and him not be able to do the things that he feels that, you know, he was looking forward to doing during his senior year. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that is very, very tough. So um, I say, uh, I, I love that you talked about surviving high school. And I'm gonna tell you right now, Jennifer, just so you know, um, that it's not the first time. I was trying to do it when I was going, I was trying to survive high school. Just get... <laughs> So, yeah. Um, but that's that's a great thing. Is that for literally the freshmen or who's the target for surviving high school? For those students in surviving high school, those are some of the, we're starting with the, some of our most struggling students. Uh, most of them are freshmen. Um, but also those freshmen that are just not making a good transition. So we're trying yeah. to focus on teaching executive skills, teaching social emotional, how to, how to time manage, how to organize themselves, because especially with the distance learning, it's so different than anything that they they're used to, not to mention just going from middle school to high school, just the rigor is so it, there's a jump yeah. and getting used to all of that. Um, it's very difficult and we are seeing students that are struggling with that transition. And so we're really focusing with that surviving high school right now with our incoming freshmen who are really having a hard time. Well, at least you've been uh, forward thinkers like I talked about earlier and you're um, trying to get out in front of it and, and thinking about it. So that's awesome. Um, can I talk about you guys? Let's talk about your, uh, your um, logos. We'll talk about the logos. So I've, I've been that I'm a high school and college basketball official and I walked through some of these schools and from the moment that I walked through um, the front gate and get to the gym, I've seen six or seven different logos, five or eight different colors. Do you guys have that issue as well or are you guys isolated to two or three and those are ones that are used all the time? We're going to see who's going to jump out first. That's for you, Rich, right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you this right now. There, there's not more than the green and gold. Uh, that's all we are. We're green and gold. And Bill Bill said we're going to be green and gold, so we, we stayed green and gold. Um, yeah, are there a couple logos? Sure. Uh, just a little ones here and there. Uh, most of the times we're using a, a big E with a lightning bolt through it. Or other one is a, um, an, I guess, a, I guess a knight on a horse with a, a lightning bolt. Uh, that's been our one from the beginning. As a matter of fact, that the first, uh, you know, big games that we used to have a, a person on a horse riding around and uh, with that, and actually the 50th anniversary of the Bell game last year, we actually had that person on a horse again. So, um, but yeah, we don't, we don't, Edison is a, is a brand that uh, everybody knows, so we don't want to change anything. They know it's green and gold. They know I expect those two different uh, versions but uh, we don't change it much. We're very traditionalist here. Uh, that's what ha happens when, you know, your second and third generation are coming here. They all expect the same things. They all expect we treat it the same way and things don't change very much from year to year other than the fact that we have new people here, but the people who are here always make it special here. I was gonna ask, so how important do you think branding is? Because there are some schools where you can go into Walmart and find somebody selling their school uh, apparel. Uh, do you guys do that or is it, go to edison.com what's the name of the website and uh and then that's where you pick up your <laughs> terry lynn's like i don't know if it's edison.com um so how important is branding when it comes to your school 
Mo, it's edisonchargers.com. I knew I had something wrong and I was trying to look over to my other computer screen over here. By that time, I was already mid-sentence. It was a little tough right there, there, Cena. It was pretty, pretty tough. <laughs> well, Mo, our branding, I think it, it does very well because I would, I think you'd be hard pressed to drive around within a three, four mile radius of Edison and not find anybody who's not wearing Edison gear or Edison uh, uniform or anything with Edison on it. As a matter of fact, uh, you, you've, you've known me for a long time. I'm, you've seen me, I I think the clothes I have is Edison gear and uh, people see me in the community all the time with Edison gear. Um, I haven't shopped in a long time because I just get free, free Edison stuff. So it's all over the community. It's true. Everybody, it, everybody has it. Um, it, it, it. Like I said, it's just a neighborhood or, or a community that loves Edison, supports Edison, will will be there. Turns out, I mean, they used to turn out 30,000 strong at the big A for the, the Bell game. And now we pack uh, Orange Coast College. We pack big games. It's just the community feel at a big school. It, it's it's unrivaled anywhere, I think. That's awesome. Do you see, is there a difference in the type of, cause you talk about the big Bell game. Um, is there a difference that you see within um, private schools and public schools when it comes to uh, rivalries like that? Because you know that there's a lot within the um, private school sector, um, but for you, and is that Bell game uh, Edison versus Los Al? No, that's uh, versus a Found Valley. Oh, Found Valley. Oh, because they were down the street, huh? Oh. Yes, they were right down the street. Oh. But, you know, they, they, the biggest difference in in, in, in the, the those kind of games, the private versus the public, Edison Found Valley or Edison Found Valley kids. I mean, Huntington Beach and Found Valley kids. They they grew up here. They're playing each other. You, you go watch Bosco or play Modern Day or Jay Sarah, those kids are coming from San Clemente, Anaheim. They're coming from everywhere, all over. San Diego. San Diego. Oakland. No, I'm joking. <laughs> they come from all over the nation, but Edison kids are all Huntington Beach kids. Found Valley kids are Found Valley kids, and that's that's what makes it such a special uh, event, uh, the Bell game or anything like that. In, th in this community, it, it's, it's all about your local school. And like I say, it's at the feel you get here, and that's why it's, it's different than at a, 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 a private school. It's, it's just public school kids playing against public school kids. Excellent. Um, so I, I have a couple more questions for you guys. Um, is there any type of building renovations or anything being done on campus um, at the moment? Um, I think our most exciting, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things happening, a lot of air conditioning <laughs> getting fixed and all those things. But the most exciting, uh, I think, is we're finally getting a new pool and uh, we're in the final stages I think uh, we're gonna get moving on it pretty quickly we've been needing a pull and Rich will tell you I think I think Rich always said it's like once I once I get this I can retire but he, he can't retire until I do but I think our biggest thing is we've been fighting for this pool for a long time and our district has really been supportive and trying to find the way to get the money to to make this happen and so because one of the hardest things is our pool is so shallow, we haven't been able to have any water polo um, events on our campus. Our pool is so old that for swim meets, it's not ideal. And so to be able to have a pool on our campus where we can have these competitions on our campus, we are so excited about. Um, we're also working on uh, repairing our front uh, field where we've had some, uh, the, the turf is just coming up. Our JV baseball field is hopefully getting redone. Uh, you never know with the, the soil that we have here because of all the salt, it's always a different thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of things. There's always something going on. Well, it sounds like it's very exciting. And, and during these times of COVID, you know, me driving by schools and stuff like that, we see a lot of construction going on at a lot of different schools right now because this is probably the time to do it. Um, because, you know, it's a hybrid and some kids are on campus, some kids are off campus. Um, so is there, is there, if there was any way that we could help expand, you know, your brand or branding, um, how could we do that um, being, you know, outsiders? You know, we, we talk about um, a lot of different high schools on our, on our channel, um, you know, have, have fun with it. But the reason why we reach out is to be able to give you the opportunity to talk about, you know, the Edison Chargers and, and your brand. But if there's something else that we could do, what could we do um, for you, Jennifer? I think my biggest thing is we have just so much to be proud of here. 
And a lot of times, you know, everybody knows it says, oh, you're the great football school, but we're so great at so many things. And I, my biggest thing is I want people to know that, that we have so many avenues of, of kids being successful and students being successful, moving on to bigger and better things that we are more than just an awesome football school. Yes, we know we have a good football team, but at the same time, we're, we really are well-rounded. We want people to come here. We invite people to be a part of our family. Um, it's never, oh, you live somewhere else. Uh, you're not You're not part of us. We would love people to be part of us. I think we're extremely proud of who we are. You will see in this community that, you know, people don't move. They're, they went here, their kids went here, you know, they got married here, they're, they're still married to the people that teach here, they're, they're, they're from here. It's just, it's a community that people love and um, are proud of. And I just invite people to really see all the great things that we have to offer here. We are so much more than just an amazing football team. And I, I think that's my biggest thing that I want people to know is that we are an absolutely well-rounded school with academics, athletics, arts, and activities. So that is key. Well, for you, uh, Jennifer, what is the best part of being a Charger? The students, without Excellent. a doubt. I have never, this is my 26th year in education, and um, there's not a day that goes by that I don't have a door, a student open a door for me right now. They're all propped open because of COVID, but they're just, they're extremely respectful. They love their school. I love our laid back feeling of our school, but at the same time, there is a, uh, every student is trying to strive to always constantly improve and be better and better. And so you don't lose that challenge of wanting to improve but we love the laid back and welcoming feel of this campus, how students are respected. Um, Rich talked a lot about our SAC program and the inclusion, the inclusiveness that that has created. Um, I'm pretty proud of that. So our students and our staff, um, we all have the same feel is that we want people to be a part of us and to be, be a part of the family. We don't wanna exclude, we wanna include. Excellent, uh, Rich, same question to you. What's the best part of being the Charger? Oh, you're on, you're on mute. You know, uh, I, I, I've coached a lot of places. And um, when I was asked to, to, to interview for the job here, I said, well, I, I knew a lot about Edison, but I didn't know too much that much. But I got the job here. And within two years, I, I moved my family here. Just because, like I, you know, Jennifer said, it's, it's the community feel to it. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if, it, you know, people might have differences. Uh, Democrat, Republican, uh, it can be a lot of different things, but everybody here is an Edison Charger, and it, it doesn't it, it doesn't matter who you are, uh, it doesn't matter anything about your background, it just matters that you're a Charger, and once you're a Charger, you're always a Charger, and that's the feel that everybody has, is you belong somewhere, and if you, you may not belong anywhere else, but you always belong here at Edison. Excellent, excellent. Um, Terry Lynn, I'm gonna ask you a question real quick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this out there for you. Um, you can take it as literally as you want, but I like to ask all my guests this before they leave the show. And that question, uh, I'll start it and then you can finish it. And it starts with, I am here because. I am here because, well, I'll tell you, I have two, I have two kids. One came to, uh, graduated from Edison one graduated from Huntington Beach, and I'm here at Edison. <laughs> I like Edison. Nothing against Huntington Beach, but it is. It's that community feel. They, it's a, it's a school that you want to be a part of. And even when you're a parent at this school, like the parents want to get involved. It, it really does have that community feel, and that's that's why I'm here. I like it. Something good to be a part of. Excellent. Uh, Lauren, same for you. I am here because. I am here because I love the students and our Edison community. So Huntington Beach is a really big city, but it feels like here that we are a small little town here in South Huntington. And um, Edison's at the heart of South Huntington Beach, I think. And 
pretty much what everyone else said. I feel the same way. And I think most people in our community and around Edison feel the same that we do. Just a great place to be. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Liam, I saved this question for you. I, I, I'm not going to ask you I'm here because because I know what you want to get out. I can see it oozing out of your pores right now. What is the best part of being a Charger for you? Um, being, the best part of being a Charger for me is just being able to have fun and go to school at the same time, um, especially as ASB president. Um, putting on events and giving other kids opportunity opportunities to also have fun. Um, that's pretty much pretty much it, and uh, I just love Edison, and yeah. Well, good man. Congratulations. Are you are you heading off to college? What are you doing after after high school? I want to get that out there. What are you doing? Yeah, I plan on going to college. Um, I applied to a bunch of different colleges in California, um, so we'll see. But, yeah. Excellent. Well, listen, Liam, anytime that you want to come on the show, you want to get some stuff out there, feel free to reach out to us. We will bring you on the show to talk about ASB and whatever else kind of stuff you want to talk about, because that's what we do. Um, and now I'm going to ask Cena, because you, August. Now, there's a couple of reasons that I could, I could have my own answers to why you're there, but we're going to ask you, I am here because... So I'm here because, well, one, I am part of the community that lives uh, near Edison. Um, but I'm really here because I really believe in uh, administrative work is key to helping um, students succeed as well as supporting students and families. So we're kind of, one of my colleagues says, you know, we're just like middle management. And I, I, I do believe that to be true, that, um, we're kind of just, you know, playing this role of the nuanced relationship between families and students and teachers and, and any other uh, person that comes onto campus. But quickly, um, I have hung on to Charger Pride. This is the first gift I was given when Jennifer gave me my tour. Um, I think you can ask Liam, I'm pretty all in. Uh, I am really all in very quickly. Um, I, I absolutely am here because I love, you know, yesterday is our online day and there were no students here and it was, it's almost unbearable to come to a school with no students. And today I have barely been in my office because I just wanted to be out watching people do what they do when they're on school campus. And uh, I'm here because I really believe in the students and the staff here and I, I feel extremely lucky to have been offered this position that's awesome and i don't know if you can see it um because i'm looking at jennifer as you said she her tear ducts are, are kind of filling up because she feels like i made the right decision just so you know so um awesome and it's and it's so great to be able to have somebody that has only been at the school for a few months you know with all the other um, veterans that we have on the call who's been there for a while and who are embedded into the culture and the school spirit that they have and to see that they have started to infuse you with that culture and that spirit um, says a lot for um, Edison. Yeah, Mo, I'm a living example of what they all shared today because I'm new and they've I've been welcomed tenfold with open arms and people so excited and, and just welcoming me right into the family. So it, it really, I feel the way I feel because the Chargers made me feel that way. That's awesome, that's awesome. Um, Rich, uh, before I go back to uh, the person in charge of the school, I'm gonna hit you up with, um, I am here, uh, here because. I think I'm here because of all the people. Like I said earlier, um, it, it's a great place to work, um, not just with the, you know, the kids, because obviously they're fantastic, but the administration who's support. Jennifer has been outstanding, uh, supportive athletics. Um, you, know, she, you know, she talks about all these great facility changes and everything that, that they're happening at Edison. And it's mostly because of her. Uh, her support of Edison Athletics uh, has really made it special here. Um, but I'll tell you, it's just it's administration, it's the front office staff, it's custodial staff. Everybody here gets along. Everybody's looking out for one another, and, and that's why I'm here. It, it's it's because of the, the people here in the community. That's for sure. 
Excellent. Well, thank you very much. Um, Jennifer? I like to say that we have, you know, we have a lot of powerful voices on the call, but it's always too um, great to end the show with the uh, person that uh, kind of embodies their school spirit and culture and then kind of sends it out into the universe for the administrators um, to be able to do the same for the kids. So I'm going to ask you, um, I am here because. My passion, um, my love. Um, when Sina says, sorry, Sina, I am tearing up. Um, <laughs> it's been eight months and not seeing kids on this campus. And the day these kids came back on campus, it reminds us why we do what we do. And it's because we want to make these four years as special as we possibly can, because they're never going to get them back. And yes, you go on, you go on to college, you go on to a career, but these four years change and create young adults. And that's what we do. And not having that opportunity these last few months because of COVID has really affected us. And um, I am so hopeful that we can get through this and uh, get to the other side, you know, and get back to not, because we're never gonna get back to how we were, but how can we make it better? And how, how can we move forward and continue to improve? And so I think that's why I'm here is that I always, I, I don't wanna ever settle and I always wanna see how, how much better we can become. That's awesome, man. Well, I, I can't say uh, uh, enough about how thankful we are here at the high, high School Narrative to be able to have um, the leadership from uh, Edison on our call and on our show today. Uh, I could see the passion that you guys have for um, your school and the community out there. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Last thing I typically do is, uh, I don't know if you're gonna give me Cena's sweatshirt or a shirt, but I collect from every single school that I talk to, I collect a shirt um, from their school. Now, uh, Rich, I won't wear it into your school when I'm coming to officiate a basketball game, cause it might look a little suspect, but um, I'll definitely wear it around or wear it on the show or something like that so that we can continue to help um, people understand and see your brand. Um, so thank you very, very much. I appreciate all of you on the call. Liam, um, good luck um, to college, and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk. Uh, so thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys being on the call. And in five, four, three. Look, thank you for taking time out of your amazing day to listen to my annoying voice. Look. Please join me next time where we will be talking with the leaders inside some of the most amazing high schools all over the country and discussing the topics of the culture of their brand. My goal is to give you insight about how important school spirit, academics, culture, and branding are in all of our schools. My hope is to share my passion for education, high school extracurricular activities, and higher learning. We will continue to focus on topics that will further our educators, build our community around education, and topics that may be taboo, of course, but may save a life and stop the bullying. Look, if you're out there and you're feeling alone, depressed, suicidal, or need someone, please know that you are not alone and just pick up the phone and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 800-273-8255. Or call our friends over at 417 Recovery. Find me and follow me on social media, on Twitter at Mo underscore or, or on Instagram at Mo DHS Narrative. And make sure to comment on any of our podcast apps. I will leave you with this. Take some time, do something nice for someone else. In turn, someone will do something nice for you. Show acts of kindness. Stand up for those that may be weak and be a voice for change. Stay motivated. Yes, pun intended. And remember, when adversity comes, look it straight in the eye and say, I am strong, I am loved, and I will overcome you. Look, I gotta go. You have been watching and listening to Talk the Talk with Mo Orr. For Tony, 
all of us here at the High School Narrative, the Edison Chargers, I am Mo. Until next time, be the voice of change. Oh yeah, and wear your school logo with pride, honor, and respect. Two fingers, spread them, and deuces. I'm out. Looking for that high protein pack snack to get you back on track? The next stop, the Jerky Zone. Hey, Kenny Nash here, owner of the Jerky Zone. Looking to make 50% profit back on your dollars? Contact us today at thejerkyzone.com. Tired of selling chocolates and wrapping paper out of catalogs? Give the Jerky Zone a try. Looking for that high protein pack snack to get you back on track? The next stop, the Jerky Zone. Thanks for watching. Later.